Good morning, brothers and sisters. My name is Ambassador Monday Ogojo Ogbe, and this is Otakada Cyber Church Ministries, where we are seeding the nations and God is transforming lives through the timeless truth in his word. In his word. Today is Sunday, the 1st of May, 2021, and uh, Otakada content count is 2,220,264. And the title of today's uh, message, it's uh, part 21 of Enough is Enough to Captivity of Satan and Welcome to Freedom in Christ Jesus. And uh, the title is Get Revived and Stay Revived, a strong message of repentance to the churches, my engagement with Bosom Emmanuel on the crisis of leadership in Cannes and others, plus hear from Smith Wigglesworth on why did Ananias and Sapphira die? And lessons on vows, revival, and unrepentant heart as the root cause of sickness and death within uh, the body. Lost true stories and testimonies and healing, deliverance, and restoration. And so before we uh, go on, let's start this month, this month of grace, the month of May, um, with uh, a prayer. So Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you again for the privilege to share your word. Thank you, Lord, for your God. You are God, you are God, and there is none like unto you. You are greater than the greatest. You are mightier than the mightiest. You are lovelier than the loveliest. And there's nothing in this universe, the galaxies and the Milky Way to compare to who you are. You are God in a class of your own. And Lord, we bow before you this uh, this morning. We we, we, we put our caps and everything that we are, everything that we own, we present before you. Without you, we can do nothing, and without you, we are nothing. In you, O oh God, we live, we move, and we have our being. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for where you took us from. Thank you for where we are today, and thank you for where you are taking us unto. Be thou exalted in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, Lord, I ask Holy Spirit, that you breath the breath of life over this content. Let it come with power. Let it come with authority. Let it come with healing. Let it come with deliverance. Let it come with restoration. In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask that it to ride upon the wings of the Spirit, to the four winds of the earth, to the south, the east, the west, and the north, and come back with a testimony. That the message for, for which has been sent has been accomplished and to the glory of your name and to the shame of the enemy. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. I hide myself behind the cross. I ask that you speak through me to your people. Lord, I ask that your voice will be heard through mine in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for everything. To you be all the praise and honor, all the glory and all the adoration in heaven and on earth and under the earth. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So again, happy new month of May, the month of grace, brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, so today again, uh, the title today again is Get Revived and Stay Revived, a strong message of repentance to the churches, both in Nigeria and around the world. Plus, my engagement with Boson Emmanuel, uh, Pastor Boson Emmanuel, on the crisis of leadership in Cannes and others, plus here from Smith Wigglesworth, on why did Ananias and Sapphira, Sapphira die? And lessons on vows, revivals, and unrepentant heart 
as a root cause of sickness and death within the body, um, as uh, presented to us by Smith Wigglesworth. And also uh, some testimonies uh, here to help build up our faith. It says faith comes by hearing, and hearing what? By the word of God. When we hear other people's testimonies, it's, it's, it, it, it uh, gingers us to the next level to cause us to begin to believe God for the unbelievable and to trust him to come true for us where uh, there seems to be no way. And that shall be your portion even this month in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, in the course of our just concluded 40-day fast, which ended on the 25th of April, 2021, with lead for uh, for leadership and, and the church as core focus, what the Holy Spirit kept re-echoing over the 40-day period were issues about love in the body, unity in the body, repentance, and revival. So before I began, uh, I begin today's message, I would like us to read First uh, John chapter 1, verses 8 to 9, and I'm reading from Amplified Bible Classic Edition. If we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude and lead ourselves astray. And the truth which the gospel presents is not in us, does not dwell in our hearts. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins, dismiss our lawlessness, and continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness, everything not in conformity to his will, in purpose, thought, and action. Okay? Now, I, Ambassador Monday Ogo Ojo Ogbe, sins. That's the fact. When I sin against God, knowingly or unknowingly, I admit by confessing it and repent and show fruit of repentance. I'm not perfect. But I don't make a profession out of sin. I do not make sin a habit. I avoid it like a plague because sin and every everything uh, that pertains to sin, uh, trees, uh, it pollutes. Everything, every trace of it pollutes. I repeat that, that I avoid it like a plague because sin and everything, every trace of it that is sin pollutes put more importantly but more importantly sin is expensive and that expensive is in capital expensive i repeat that again sin is expensive both in the physical and in the spiritual realm that was why sin caused the son of god and his uh, his life and blood for our redemption before jesus redemptive work Rams without blemish were killed as atonement for sin, but it did not take care of the problem of sin. It had to be done continuously, but Jesus did that once and for all, as long as we are willing to apply the blood as we fall and fail continuously. So let me read Hebrews chapter 10 verses 1 to 10 to give us some perspective here. Amplified Bible Classic Edition. For since the law has merely a rude outline, foreshadowing of the good things to come instead of fully expressing those things it can never by offering the same sacrifices continually year after year make perfect those who approach its altars 
For if it were otherwise, would these sacrifices not have stopped being offered? Since the worshippers had once for all have been cleansed, they would no longer have any guilt or consciousness of sin. But as it is, these sacrifices annually bring a fresh remembrance of the sins to be atoned for. Because the blood of bulls and goats is powerless to take sins away. Hence, when he, Christ, entered into the world, he says, Sacrifices and offerings you have not deserved, but instead you have made ready a body for me to offer. In bond offerings and sin offerings you have taken no delight. Then I said, Behold, here I am, coming to do your will, O God, to fulfill what is written of me in the volume of the rock, of the book, uh, in the volume of the book. When he said just before, you have neither deserved nor have you taken the light in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, all of which are offered according to the law. He then went on to say, behold, here I am coming to do your will. Thus he does away with the annals, the first former order, as a means of explaining explaining or explaining sin, so that he might inaugurate and establish the second latter order. In accordance with this will of God, we have been made holy, consecrated, and sanctified through the offering made once for all of the body of Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. Now, this is my explanation now. Ram could not take care of the sin problem. Jesus took care of the sin problem once and for all. I am clothed in the righteousness of Christ, and so I cannot make a habit of sin in my life because I am no longer in that realm. I am now in the domain of the kingdom of light and not darkness. Now, just to help you come down from your high horses so that you can truly repent from your heart, you read this in James chapter 4, verse 17. It's a very short verse. It says, So any person who knows what is right to do but does not do it to him, it is sin. Mark that word. You know the right thing to do. You don't do it. That is sin. Let me nail this home for you to prove to you that you and I are sinners. Read Romans chapter 14, verse 23. I'm reading from Amplified Bible Classic Edition. Exercise foresight and be on watch to look after one another, to see that no one falls back from and fails to secure God's grace. Okay, sorry, sorry there, sorry there, sorry. So let me nail this home for you uh, to prove to you that you and I are sinners. Read this, Romans chapter 14, verse 23, Amplified Bible Classic Edition, and I read, But the man who has doubts, misgivings and uneasy conscience about eating and then eats perhaps because of you stands condemned before god because he is not true to his convictions and he does not act from faith for whatever does not originate and proceed from faith is sin whatever is done without a conviction of his approval by god is sinful <laughs> So, does God correct and discipline us when we miss the mark after our cups are full? Of course he does. And various 
uh, in various forms and shapes. I remember in Texas, I was uh, discussing with one of uh, the pastors of one of the churches, and we were uh, looking at uh, Isaiah 40, 45, thereabout, where God said he causes calamity and, and all of that. And the pastor says, no, God doesn't do that, and blah, 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 and all of that. I say, well, yeah. Let's read Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6 to 16. It says, for the Lord corrects and disciplines everyone whom he loves. Mark that word, disciplines everyone whom he loves. And he punishes, ev he punishes even scourges every son whom he accepts and welcomes to his heart and cherishes. You must submit to and endure correction for discipline. God is dealing with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not thus train and correct and discipline? Now, if you are exempt from correction and left without discipline, in which all of God's children share, in which who all of God's children share, then you are illegitimate offspring and not true sons at all. Moreover, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we yielded to them and respected them for training us. Shall we not much more clear, cheerfully submit to the Father of Spirit and so truly live? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for only a short period of time and chastised us as seemed proper and good to them. But he disciplines us for our certain good that we may become sharers in his own holiness. For the time being, no discipline brings joy, but seems grievous and painful. But afterwards, it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. A harvest of fruit which consists in righteousness, in conformity to God's will and purpose, thought, and action resulting in right living and right standing with God. So then, brace up and reinvigorate and set right your slackened and weakened and dropping hands and strengthen your feeble and, and uh, palsied and tottering knees and cut through, cut through, make firm and plain and smooth, straight paths for your feet. Yes, Make them safe and upright and happy paths that go in the right direction so that the lame and the halting limbs may not be put out of joint, or rather may be cured. Strive to live in peace with everybody and pursue that consecration of holiness without which no one will ever see the Lord. Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another to see that no one falls back from and fails to secure God's grace, his unmerited favor and spiritual blessing. In order that no root of resentment, rancor, bitterness or hatred shoots forth and causes trouble and bitter torment and the many become contaminated and defied by it. That no one may become guilty of sexual vice or become a profane, godless, and sacrilegious person, as Esau did, who sold his own birthright for a single meal. Well, you could go on, and I, I, I decided to stop at 16, but if you go in there, it gives you details of what, what we call sin. 
you know so and uh, what god does because god would not leave those things unpunished yes he's a graceful god he's a grateful god he's a he's a god of grace and mercy but he reaches out to discipline in whatever shape or form that he deems right for the occasion now let's talk about the world wide storms and how we should respond to them or what our response should be now concerning the matter of nigeria abuja also rock the presidency and the storms not just in nigeria but also around the world in washington dc london brussels moscow middle east Fies, and other nations of the world i said to the group and i say to all your redemption is not with your government because they are in darkness concerning the matters afflicting the world where should you look look up to the creator of the ends of the earth with a repentant heart and see the salvation of the of of the of the lord in a blink of an eye this message is to the body of christ because we are the light of the world not the government the government should come to us for direction and insight so stop putting the blame on the government and start doing what god expects us to do when i say stop but i'm not saying when the government is doing the wrong thing you shouldn't correct them if you look at the old testament the prophet went to the king and told him this is not the right way to go go this way but see when the righteous are silent the wicked run uh, rampant or run riot and so when we're silent and we don't speak to government when we go to government, we're looking for contracts. Of course, they will not listen to us. When we ourselves, the body of believers, are sinners, we sin constantly, persistently, knowingly, and all of that, definitely, and they see it. So why will God, whose foundation is righteousness and justice, go out and begin to fight our battles is impossible. And even if he does want to, the accuser of the brethren will raise a flag, Satan himself. Now, revival and repentance is a continuous thing in your and my life. It is not a destination. It is a journey. And because if you look at world history, you hear revival here, and revival there, and then it dies down. It's not supposed to die down. It's supposed to be a continuous process. It is a continuous process. And when we stop, we give room. We get lukewarm and things come in. And then things begin to work out right. And then before we know it, pride seeps in because we think it's by our might and our power that uh, we have secured whatever it is that we have. Not realizing that it is because God has favored us and allowed things to work in the patterns that they are meant to work. Now, I repeat that, revival and repentance is a continuous thing in your and my life. It is not a destination. It is a journey. It is a continuous process. As long as we are in this part of eternity, we'll have to keep on returning to the place of repentance and revival. So get revived and stay revived. Jesus assured us in John chapter 16, verse 33, and, and, I, and I read, I've told you these things. This is Jesus speaking. This is not Monday. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. 
certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you, and I have conquered it for you. The above condition holds true as long as our righteousness and right standing with him is complete. As long as we are connected to the vine. Who is the vine? Jesus Christ. Now read this from Jesus again in John chapter 15 verse 4. Dwell in me and I dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. 